Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. have to like him but you have to respect him the roy green show continues the roy green show continues on the chorus radio network What a week. Huh? What a week. And uh, I have to tell you this. Last weekend, I got in touch with Patrick Brown's people, the now former Progressive Conservative Party leader for Ontario. I got in touch with his media people, who are no longer his media people, and he's no longer the leader, of course. And I asked that he come on the show and respond to something that Ontario Premier Kathleen Wynne had said about uh, minimum wage, and they said, well, he hasn't got the time. He's doing this, 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 this. We can't get him on. Would you like him on next weekend, Roy? And I said, well, let's wait and see if something happens. So when Ontario Progressive Party leader, former Patrick Brown, stepped in front of television cameras on Wednesday to declare his innocence of anonymous charges by two women he'd sexually harassed both, and sexually assaulted one, Brown looked and sounded very nervous and extremely unsteady. And we'll have a listen. I know the court of public opinion moves fast. I've instructed my attorneys to ensure that these allegations are addressed where they should be in the court of law. In short, I reject these accusations in the strongest possible terms. It's not my values. It's not how I raised. It's not who I am. And I can't say whether he did what he's accused of doing or whether he didn't do what he's accused of doing. And I can't condemn the man for sounding nervous at that particular time. He's been a guest on this show, and I told him I wasn't particularly impressed with his job as the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party leader. But that situation was one that nobody prepares for. Is he innocent? Is he guilty? I don't know. But I do know that Vic Fideli, who is the temporary leader of the Conservative Party of Ontario, the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, the interim leader, had a few things to say about Mr. Brown. Together with caucus, I am asking Mr. Brown to take a leave of absence from the Ontario PC caucus while he has a chance to defend himself. So there's Patrick Brown. And then there was also the story of Kent Hur, the only liberal member of parliament from Calgary, was also a member of, or was a member of, Justin Trudeau's cabinet until he was accused of being a creep, of uh, 
harassing women, particularly in uh, in elevators. They didn't want to be in elevators with him. Mr. Trudeau, who was in Davos, enjoying himself at the economic meetings, had this to say. Obviously, as I've said uh, many times throughout this week, it's really important to believe and support uh, any woman who comes forward with uh, allegations of sexual harassment or, or sexual assault. Uh, and that's exactly what uh, my government and myself, we do. Uh, I don't need to remind anyone of the positions I've taken from the very beginning uh, of my leadership on uh, issues surrounding this. I am unequivocal in uh, my support uh, for women who step forward with uh, with allegations of this nature, uh, and that continues. There's no question that emotionally you want to stand with women who step forward and say, I was sexually abused and sexually harassed, and whatever the complaint may be about a specific individual male, you want to, you want to stand with them. But there's also the case that people have the right to be represented, people have the right to say their piece, people have the right to defend themselves. And if you start to compromise that, then you compromise one of the cornerstone values of a, of a democratic society. So I, I started to wonder, how would things perhaps have turned out had Mr. Brown and Mr. Herr engaged the services of a public relations firm and crisis management team to uh, assist him in making his case, their cases publicly? And joining us on the program is Alan Edwards. He's a partner at Peak Communications in Vancouver. They're an award-winning public relations and crisis management firm. Alan, thank you very much for the time. Would uh, both Patrick Brown and Kent Hur have benefited from a crisis management public relations agency representing them or at least advising them? I think everybody benefits from a public relations agency representing them if, if they have something that's valid to say. And the first thing, of course, legal counsel would ask, and I would say any public relations issues and crisis manager would say is, what are the facts? And once you determine the facts, then you would determine a strategy. And the strategy would be one of openness and transparency, because certainly as an elected official, that's what you must stand for. And that doesn't change when there are allegations leveled against you. Then there has to be a plan. But this all unfolded very, very quickly. And... Uh, so the best time to prepare for a crisis in our area is six months before it happens. Well, in this case, uh, matters this week unfolded very, very quickly, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of time. I, too, listened to the news conference, a uh, single-person uh, news conference held by Patrick Brown, and I know that he was very nervous and very uh, seemed to be very unprepared. But um, he certainly strongly... Uh, denied the allegations, but he didn't offer any information beyond that other than he would uh, he would fight the allegations and challenge them and like to have his day in court. It's interesting you say that because one of the thoughts I had as I was watching him when he left was, well, that wasn't enough. You, you should have given us more. You should have been more specific about what it is you were going to do. If you had a chance, maybe one chance to make your case, and I don't think you made it very well. Well, I think that's true, and I w- it was very terse, and it wasn't an adequate explanation of where he stood, not only on the issues at hand, the, the allegations that were made against him, but, but really his moral fiber and what he stands for. And 
certainly if I had a client that was in that situation, that client would be prepared and ready to respond to questions as well. And I think that was what was lacking. He did not um, in any way respond to questions. He left very hastily and left reporters in his wake. Uh, I spent 30 years as a reporter, and and really when people stand for openness and transparency, they also need to stand for questions. Exactly. What about the Kent Hur situation? Was there anything about that that stood out to you? Well, he he resigned. Uh, of course, he any public official, elected official, I think, has to resign uh, in the face of very serious allegations to enable an investigation to take place. I don't think they can represent the people who elected them properly and the ministry that they are uh, they are in charge of. Well, very serious allegations hang over them, but. Once again, there was no firm denial of the allegations that I heard, and there was just the all step aside, well, there's an investigation. And um, that leaves things hanging. And certainly, if allegations were made against my client, I would urge them to, in the strongest terms, stand and and talk about what uh, their position is and certainly defend themselves and then respond to questions. And there was none of that. Do they still have time? Does each of them still have time to, to? Um, if they called you right now and they said, uh, "Alan, we want to engage you to provide us advice," would you say to them, "Okay, I can, I can do that," or would you say, "Too late"? It's not too late, but I think I would say you need to prepare for the results of the investigation. And uh, during the time of that investigation, I think there's messages that you can deliver, and those messages would be that um, I firmly deny the allegations, if that is in fact the case, and that is the case here, that I have stepped aside because it's the right thing to do while an investigation is underway, and I will comment after the results of the investigation are made public. And I urge that these the results of any investigation be made public. I have nothing to, be hi- to hide, and I will cooperate fully with an investigation. All right, assuming there are people who are very nervous right now. They haven't been named by anybody, but they know what their history is, their personal history is, and they're afraid they may be named. Is it wise for them to perhaps call Alan Edwards at peak and say, um, I might need your help? Yes, I think that, well, certainly uh, make sure that whoever you call and whatever you do, there's, there's a need to prepare for a crisis, particularly if there's issues or threats in your background. And and remember that these are allegations and they've yet to be tried in court or there's no results of an investigation, but there is a need to prepare for issues so they can be managed. And, mm-hmm. and anybody in this situation needs to have messaging in place and, uh, and really a plan to address the issues at hand in the most appropriate way. And what I saw from Patrick Brown was that it was very hasty. It, he didn't respond to questions. He was very nervous. And he left a lot of things hanging, which is unfortunate for his reputation. And what we're talking about here is reputation management. This is what it's all about. And a company like ours helps companies and individuals manage their reputations. And openness and transparency is what we believe in. And I've never had a client come to me with um, a situation where their their 
guilty of something or they've done something wrong and they're not prepared to speak openly about it. If they're not, uh, they wouldn't be my client. Mm -hmm. They need to address the issues. And there's something in issues management called when you mess up, you fess up and you dress up. And what that means is you admit that you may have made a mistake or you have made a mistake, leave no doubt there, and that you're you're addressing the situation in the most positive ways that are appropriate to do so in order to ensure that it won't happen again. All right. Alan Edwards, thank you so much for the time. Good speaking with you. Well, thank you. Alan Edwards, the part, he's a partner at Peak Communications in Vancouver, public relations and crisis management firm. Sometimes, regardless of the situation, we're not our own best friends when we deliver a message, when we try to explain ourselves. We don't do particularly well. So whether you're hiring or talking to a friend on a very personal issue or if it's a public issue, you'll hire someone to help you deliver the message in the most, I think, affirmative manner for your reputation, as Alan Edwards pointed out. When we come back, she's with us every week with Beauties and the Beast, but we're going to speak with Michelle Simpson, former Liberal member of Parliament who was Justin Trudeau's seatmate during question period. I want to talk to Michelle about what it was like to be a member of Parliament and how in that building, if you're an MP, what was, it, uh, what was, what was life like for women MPs? Was there sexual harassment? Was there just objectionable behavior, stick around.